Hey there, welcome to today's latest edition of Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Today is Sunday, and it's about 3.22 p.m. here in the city of Cleveland. Beautiful day out today. Earlier today, we had quite a bit of rain and with the overcast, but the sun did come out. It's a lovely day here in the city of Cleveland. It's about 60 degrees, and I do see out from my patio there quite a few folks out and about taking a walk and just enjoying some of the nice weather the 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 actual air just feels really really good think i'm going to take a walk myself here uh in just a bit uh let's get down to business our sponsor is safe step walk-in top they've been there with us from the very beginning and i have a new number to give you out there it's 1-800-221-4724 it's one 1- 1-800-221-4724 and give them a call. Let them know that TalkBat sent you and that uh, certainly if you've got a loved one, a friend, family member who's having some issues getting in out of the existing tub, give Safe Step Walk into Walk in Tub a call. Why choose Safe Step? Well, they've got the lowest price guarantee. They've got the heated seats available, built-in support bar, free shower package. Uh, they have the industry's leading low step in. They offer a 14 point quality control inspection and they will take very, very good care, care of you. They're a member of the Better Business Bureau. They offer financing. Installation is included with their pricing and they do offer a lifetime limited warranty. So give them a call 1-800-221-4724. That's 1-800-221-4724. And certainly you can go to their website at go to safestep.com. Okay, well, welcome to today's latest edition of Talk Back. And uh, it's good to be with you today. As everyone knows out there, the coronavirus uh, worldwide is just taking over uh, the news stories all over the all over the world now. And there are confirmed cases of coronavirus worldwide uh, that 700,000 passed on Sundays as countries now continue to warn that the virus could disrupt lives for months, if not for years to come uh, here in the States. Uh, we say now that the it could reach as high as 100 to 200,000 deaths and millions of infections, according to the current but rapidly evolving projections. A lot of things has been go- a lot of things have been going on there with the uh, coronavirus. I know here in our state of Ohio, we are on somewhat of a lockdown as well. Where I'm personally working from home, as many uh, across the United States are doing that. But some developments. Uh, Deborah Bricks, coordinator of the White House task force offered a pretty grim assessment. She says that no state, no metro area will be spared. The U.S. has reported that 2,300 coronavirus-related deaths and 130,000 confirmed cases. So that's just here in the United States. As I said just a bit, worldwide, 700, it's past 700,000 as of today, worldwide. Here in the States, 130,000 confirmed cases. Louisiana governor warned that his state health system is at risk of being overwhelmed with patients in the matter of days. We all have been watching uh, current governor of New York, Governor Cuomo, and uh, he as well says he believes his state death toll could eventually reach the thousands. So we're living in some very uncertain times, and we know that Uh, This is serious, and uh, it appears that the American people are taking it serious, even though we've seen clips of uh, this 
past week or two in Florida on with the spring break and the kids out on the beaches. And then since then, the governor there has uh, ordered everyone away from the beaches. Uh, we know that California has been hit very hard. We know the state of New York has been hit very hard. We know now the state of Louisiana has been hit extremely hard. Uh, Mardi Gras was just early, just a few weeks ago. And with all of the public exposure and the public interactions, it appears that now we're seeing the effects of that in the state of Louisiana. Britain, I understand, could take six months or more to return to normal, a health official says, while Japan is seeing a sudden acceleration in the coronavirus as well. And uh, Moscow will enact a citywide quarantine starting Monday, starting tomorrow, and Russia's most restrictive coronavirus-related measure yet. Not a lot of news coming out of Moscow, out of Russia, uh, concerning and specifically Moscow about the coronavirus, but there have been cases, small amount of cases, when you look at a worldwide, but yet they are enact, starting to enact, starting on tomorrow, a citywide quarantine uh, in Moscow. Italy, which has been totally devastated with the coronavirus uh, epidemic, it's just saddening and disheartening to hear what has come out of Italy. But they now have reported a slight decline in deaths on Sunday as of today, with 756 dead in the past 24 hours, raising the country's total to 10,799. War ravaged Syria reported its first death. There are more than 33,000 COVID-related fatalities worldwide. So the coronavirus is certainly something that it appears uh, it may get worse before it gets better. I keep hearing the governor of uh, the state of New York saying that we have not hit the curve yet and that uh, we must still... Uh, be very cautious and very conscientious about our interactions. Uh, We must still be very safe and it is probably very much still warranted for us to be uh, self-quarantined in our homes so that we cannot catch the virus nor spread the virus. So it's serious stuff out there, folks. And I wish each and every one of my listeners, you, your families to be safe Uh, to be conscientious and to take the necessary steps to do what is necessary to protect yourself and your families. I want to, at this time, also give a shout out to the nursing industry, to the healthcare workers, because they are being overtaxed at times like this and they're risking their very own lives to serve in the medical field and do their jobs. And I must say, I, I have much deep respect for anyone and everyone who works in the healthcare industry. You deserve our thanks. You deserve our help. I, I, I've been watching local news here. I know here in the city of Cleveland, there are a lot of restaurants who are feeding the, the nursing and the doctors uh, food while they're working double and triple time to take care of those who are experiencing Uh, effects of the virus at this time. So I want to thank you for your service. And I want you to know it has not gone on on notice. I think we here all over the country are so indebted to you and to your great, great service. 
So anyhow, but um, today's show, we're going to talk about the inevitable, (laughs) which is the upcoming 2020 presidential election. And uh, I think there's no doubt now in anyone's mind that the face-off will be between the current president, of course, uh, President Trump, and uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. No doubt that he now will be the Democratic nominee. He has, um, he's still pressing forward for his goal of delegates, and uh, I'm going, which I'm going to give you some numbers here in just a moment, but. Uh, The recent polling does suggest that former Vice President Joe Biden would uh, be the the Democratic nominee. Also, there is polling to suggest that uh, Joe Biden would comfortably beat President Donald Trump in a head-to-head general election matchup. Despite many of Senator Bernie Sanders supporters raising concerns about his visibility. it's, it's, uh, it's quite um, amazing what has happened over the last few weeks with the uh, general, with the primary elections through the South and through California, you, you know, um, what it's done now for the Biden uh, candidacy. Um, but it appears that not only will Joe Biden face off with uh, Donald Trump, but there are polls now come in saying that he would beat Donald Trump and beat him handily. An average of recent national polls compiled by Real, Real Clear Politics uh, did say that, uh, and they do show Biden beating Trump in a hypothetical matchup by at least six points. 50.3% for Biden compared to about 44.3% for Trump. So we shall see. Not knowing, of course, I know the Ohio primary was delayed. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to hold it in June. I think it's been moved to upcoming in June of this year for the primary here in the city and the state of Ohio. It was postponed because of the coronavirus, but I believe it's on the record to happen in June. So yeah, they're saying Biden would would beat Trump 50.3% compared to about 44.3% for uh, the current president. So we shall see how that actually turns out. But it looks pretty favorable for Biden. Um, I think with a lot with the pandemic that has occurred here now with under Trump's administration on his watch, um, I'm not sure. And I think the jury's still out if that's going to hurt Trump or help him. His numbers, though for how uh, Americans feel about him handling the job as commander in chief under this crisis are pretty good. He's hitting about 50% with his approval ratings. So it appears that um, he's not doing too bad there. And uh, so his approval ratings are pretty, pretty darn good. So I'm not sure if it's going to hurt him or, or uh, hinder him. I'm getting a lot of different uh, feedbacks Um, I think I heard an analogy on uh, MSNBC on Joy's program earlier today, how the local news don't really much cover um, statistics as far as how Trump is doing and who's uh, as far as if he's liked or or not like or people. It's more of a national poll that you're seeing 
But locally, on the local news, you'll find that the, uh, the Americans are more concerned about what's going on around them locally. And they're not really chiming in on uh, if they approve of uh, Trump's um, approval, if he has a high approval rating or not. Not much concern locally, but nationally, he does appear to be doing pretty good. So that's good news for Trump. And the average, uh, if the general election were to be held uh, today, uh, you'd see that the polling for uh, the ABC News polling has Biden up at least uh, two points. Fox uh, actually has Biden plus up nine points. Uh, NBC News have Biden up plus nine as well. So the numbers is saying that, yeah, he's doing pretty good. Uh, and uh, if the state of Florida's got Trump up about 4.3 percent, and um, so Florida looks to be doing pretty well in the state of Florida. And um, but ABC News has, which is a part of the Washington Post, of course, has Biden up by two points. Fox has Biden up by nine, plus nine points. So he that he's gained. Uh, there, so that appears to be what they're saying there. Um, in the debates, that I certainly look forward to the upcoming debates with Joe Biden and President Trump. And um, I think that if Biden just is very even keeled, very forthright, and very specific on his plans and his goals for the country. I think he'll handily handle Trump in the debates. I think if he doesn't fall for the trap of getting or getting uh, seduced by Trump to to follow his lead in rhetoric and uh, allow Trump to to pull him in in an emotional roller coaster ride. I think here again. I think Biden would do uh, do well, very very well. And um, so we shall see. But I think that if he has, uh, if he's uh, coached very well to stay even keel, very relaxed, very forthright. And uh, I think that uh, Biden will do extremely, extremely well for sure. No, no, uh, no doubt in my mind on that. And um, but. As I said, I'm not sure if this current epidemic is going to help Trump or is it going to hurt Trump? That's the million dollar question. And that remains to be seen. We will not know the real effects of that uh, up until uh, maybe for many, many months yet to come. And uh, so, but I'm looking so excited to, uh, uh, to be able to, uh, I'm looking forward um, with the uh, with the debates that are coming up, I do understand that the Republican National Convention will be held in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's coming up, and I understand that Trump is very adamant; he does not want to postpone uh, the Republican National Convention. He wants to certainly um, continue with it, in spite of who knows what's going to be going on at that time. But um, what would a Trump term? Have you thought about it yet? Have any of you ever thought about that out there? Uh, if Trump should win re-election, what a Trump term would uh, 
a second term would look like. Um, the Ukraine scandal um, only became a Trump scandal because Ukraine refused to submit to appear presidential demands that would have fairly uh, easy to satisfy if Ukraine, think about this, if the Ukrainian president Zelensky had merely announced that he was looking into a mysterious missing democratic server uh, and corruption by the Bidens and the whole affair probably wouldn't have become a Trump scandal at all if he just simply uh, did what Trump wanted him to do. Think about that. There wouldn't have never been a Ukraine scandal. So, and Ironically, I'm not sure if it's hurt, if it really hurt Trump. I don't, I just don't know. I know Trump supporters are staunch supporters and it doesn't, it doesn't sway his numbers. He don't lose a lot of ground with his supporters, period. Whether it's the Russian interference or it's the Ukraine scandal, it doesn't really matter. His supporters are there for him. Trump's favorable rating fell faster, though, than any other president-elect in the history of polling, dropping below 50% even before his inauguration, a fact that made him look to most civilians as well as politicians like a probable one-term president. The assumption that his election was a terrible mistake that would be corrected in four years has been an invisible force, to say the least an invisible force propping up the resistance, both domestic and international to his agenda. It's, 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 it's pretty much worked out for him. He's hit some roadblocks. Yes, he got impeached by Congress, but he was, it was a, uh, nullified in the Senate. So it's, it appears he's like the Teflon Don here. <laughs> Nothing really has stuck to him. He's managed to override it uh, somehow. Somehow, some his biggest drop came right after his election. Uh, people thinking that maybe it was a mistake. The Iran nuclear deal, remember that? That he disbanded, dismantled, uh, has primarily kept its head above water because Europe is still respecting the deal, whether rather than join in in Trump's uh, annihilation of it. When Trump gutted the Obama administration's fuel mileage standards, auto companies steered clear. No doubt because he wouldn't pay for them to invest in gas guzzlers if a Democrat was to come in and force them to change again. Only in, a pa- in the past few months has Trump's re-election started to appear as likely as not. If he wins, a basic calculation about how to deal with him will tip for a whole range of players. Trump has leaned on social media companies and the owners of such important organs as CNN, the Washington Post, to suppress criticism and scrutiny of his administration and to dial up the praise. So, and this is nothing new. We now we've been uh, sitting under, we've been witnessing his, uh, his presidency almost now for a full four years. And we know his tactics. We know his what he absolutely deplores, which is criticism, uh, anything that has a thought process, anything that questions his decisions, his motives. We understand that. And his greatest, his greatest uh, uh, 
energy, it seems, to come from shutting down anything that would criticize him through social media, through, guess what, Twitter. He comes out with his Twitter feeds and he attacks, he annihilates, and he assimilates specifically what he what is what his agenda is any criticism that he receives any scrutiny of his administration he simply his motivation his most energy it appears is to dismantle it totally dismantle it using social media so if he should win the re-election i don't think uh we're going to see anything any different in a second term from from Trump. As a matter of fact, I think he's probably going to double down on anything that he has started. And certainly um, Europe, uh, he has a pretty bad relationship with, uh, with the European uh, coalition. Uh, there is no love lost there on either side and I think uh, they're pretty nervous about this election as we are the non-supporters of Trump and his policies I think they're as nervous as we are about the election if he should win a second term and um, <laughs> it says here I'm reading this from a, uh, an article called the Intelligencer it says the natural assumption among those rooting for his failure is that four more years will be as unbearable as the first four, but they could, in fact, be significantly worse, which is what I'm thinking, than if uh, there, than that if a chunk of the resistance to Trump's power certainly gives way, revealing something enduring, even permanent about America. Who else in the bureaucracy and business and governments overseas is holding all full collaboration with Trump on the premise that he's just a passing fever. Could be, could not be. We are going to have to wait and see. We have to get out and vote and make our choice, whether it's for a second term of Trump or if it's for uh, candidate Joe Biden. You're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. And our sponsor is Safe Step Walk-In Top. Give him a call if you have someone who really has been having a lot of trouble uh, getting in and out of their existing tub. Uh, things have changed, they've gotten older, you know, the limbs don't work as well as they used to. Maybe they've had an operation on hip surgery or knee surgery, and they need this. So you give Safe Step a call at 1-800-221-4724. That's 1-800-221-4724. And uh, tell them TalkBack sent you and uh, ask them about the free estimate. Ask them about financing. They are a member of the Better Business Bureau, and they have the industry's leading low step in. Certainly, you can go to their website and go to safestep.com. Give them a call, 1-800-221-4724. So, yeah, it's if, um, if Donald Trump should pull this off and win um, a second term, uh, I think he's pretty much going to double down on everything that he has started and uh, everything that he's laid this foundation for in the first term. By the way, I heard on news, I believe it was yesterday, that he 
proposed a bill to cut food stamps to those, the needy and those that uh, are currently on assistance programs to cut it. And I think it's being held up by the courts now. They, they're trying to block it. So we all know that he, the uh, Senate just signed off on the House bill for the relief package, tr- over a trillion dollar package that will give uh, a stimulus check to single families, uh, should receive $1,200, I think, a two-family household, $1,200 each with kids, $500 for each child. And small business, there's supposed to be some money in there for small businesses to help them get through with loans, with things like that, you know, that they, of course, need the help. And and I'm a huge proponent of small businesses getting the help that they need. But I also heard, and I was in a bit of a bit shocked about it, that Trump also is trying to push forth a bill that would cut federal assistance things like food stamps, Medicaid, for the needy. And I do believe I heard it correctly. It's uh, it's trying to be blocked in the courts. So go figure that one. Uh, it should take about three weeks from what I'm hearing before everyone will start to, to see their stimulus check. And uh, But if there's anyone out there contemplating, we need to do this as well as be as hopeful and get out and vote as well we should, but we should also be contemplating what happens if Trump does serve a second term. And in my opinion, it's gonna be more of a double down um, of the same. And you know how all second term presidents say they've got political clout, uh, political uh, money that they, and they all say, well, now it's time for me to spend it. So if, if that should happen, then if he does become reelected, I, th- <laughs> I think we're going to, we're in for not just a bumpy ride, but we're in for, um, I don't think things that were, that we ever could have imagined. Just think about what has happened under his first four years. He's managed to annihilate uh, Europe, which is, always happened since World War II, our staunchest ally. He's managed to um, get impeached for uh, high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, He's managed to, every associate pretty much that surrounded himself with his campaign on the onset in 2016, most of them are in jail serving time right now. Think about that. He's managed to put... Uh, two, he's managed to put, I think, uh, two Supreme Court nominees uh, in the chair that he uh, wanted, who are uh, conservatives. Mind you, I'm a conservative, and there are a lot of Democratic conservatives out there. But who he's managed to put on the Supreme Court, uh, there's no room for compromise with these guys. It's all... Uh, their way or the highway. Uh, Road versus Wade is is uh, has been challenged under his administration. So think about the things that have happened uh, under his first four years, and 
if he should be reelected, what does that really, really mean? What will that mean for this country? Now, the economy, he keeps saying, was the best economy ever, which is totally unfactual and totally untrue. That he inherited a darn strong economy under former President Barack Obama. Let's be clear on that. He inherited a strong economy. He inherited nothing nowhere near what Obama inherited with the auto crisis. Remember that he with that Obama inherited first going into the office, the, the auto industry was threatening to shut down. And uh, he managed to pull it from the depths of obliviation and, and, it, and it's been thriving. I mean, literally thriving ever, ever since. So he's managed to keep the unemployment numbers down and kind of keep everything afloat. But this, every economic advisor, consultant tells you that this is just the economy before this virus happened was just a continuation as how the flow charts work. They generally last for two to three or four years after the boom of an economy. It generally has uh, what you call a wingspan and it has a curve. So that's what he inherited. He inherited a darn good um, economy. Now with the virus, um, let's think about the economy. The stock market, of course, has had uh, uh, the numbers have fallen dramatically, dramatically, with a lot of the players on Wall Street. But um, it, it's it's primarily because of, the, of what's going on with the with the health care scare. So we can't blame Trump for that. Of course not. But um, he's very, very. Um, very, very emotional about the economy and how it would make him look uh, as a president. Of course, how history will recall uh, his year, his four years as president, uh, and how the economy took such a dip during these uh, during this health crisis. But um, I don't think that um, uh, we, any of us, should hold. Donald Trump for, uh, you know, uh, hostage for that. Not, not certainly at all. And um, I certainly, um, I, um, but how would, the question is, how certainly would uh, um, a presidential election be for Joe Biden? Will he be able to actually turn this thing into his favor? By the way, we all know he's got to pick a uh, vice presidential, vice presidential candidate, as running mate. That's still yet to come. He's uh, also stated that he wants to add an African American woman to the Supreme Court under his watch. If he's elected president, he plans to do that. And um, so, uh, who will he choose as his running mate? Many say that, uh, and he did say that most likely it'll be a female. Could it be uh, Senator Kamala Harris? Uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, who knows if who that will be. I tend to think that it will be Senator Kamala Harris. I tend to think that he will choose her as a running mate. What will that mean 
if he should choose Camilla Harris as his running mate. And I think that will just give him more ammunition uh, for uh, candidate Biden. What do you think out there? I think he'll choose her. I really do. I think it'll be smart. Start off pretty rocky between those two. But uh, I think uh, they managed, they may have already met. I think they managed to let that uh, be uh, be gone. Uh, but she made a, a, a error, I think, in her judgment. Whoever advised her to go in so hard on him, I thought was a mistake. I think she realized it. And um, um, I think she, that's why she got out so soon uh, of, the, of the race. Because maybe she was advised that, hey... Um, uh, you may have a chance there of him picking you as a running as a um, as a VP candidate, uh, and he said uh, it's on record. He said he would consider Kamala Harris for vice president. If that happens, uh, he certainly uh, the black vote he has pretty much, but I think uh, he certain that will give him the juice uh, that covers, of course, the minority vote. Uh, the vote for women and uh, progressive. It will give him, I think, a progressive look on on his ticket. So we shall see. But when asked uh, when he was taking questions uh, here recently, as he was about to board his bus um, and he was touring through Iowa, it says that uh, when asked if he would consider Harris for vice president, he said, of course I would. Uh, He says, look, Senator Harris has the capacity to be anything she wants to be. I mean it sincerely. I talked to uh, her yesterday. She is solid. So he gave high praise for Camilla Harris, who he seemingly forgot uh, uh, existed uh, at the last Democratic presidential debate. And she ended her presidency pretty quickly after her numbers started to really fall there. She did really well at the first debate. She had, she went in on Joe Biden, and I'm sure she was told to do that. I'm sure she was instructed by her team to do that, but I think it was a mistake. May it, And nevertheless, it may not harm her chances of becoming a vice presidential candidate at all, but I think it was um, it might still be a sore spot with... Uh, with her and Biden, even though he he does not uh, say it publicly. And uh, he even went on to say she could be president someday herself. Uh, She can be vice president. She can go on to become a Supreme Court justice. Uh, She could be attorney general. And she has enormous capabilities. And uh, so uh, it says here his staff, though, was relieved that the candidate did not say Kamala Harris could be senator someday <laughs> because she's already a senator. So um, it, it's 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 amazing. Now, he was on a 18, uh, it looks like here, it says he was on a 18th county bus tour uh, through the Hawkeye state of Iowa. And, uh, but um, it appears that with the coronavirus, everything now is at a stalemate. So I'm not sure that he's still traveling at all. But surely a Biden-Trump election will be full of fire and it would be, um, I some say, over the top. 
because Trump will pull out all of his uh, ammunition uh, to beat uh, who he calls Sleepy Joe. Remember him calling Joe Biden Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden cannot play that role of Sleepy Joe once everything gets back to normal with this election process and certainly not in the debates. He's got to be fit and ready to um, battle Trump, but not the way Trump would want him to battle. Don't fall for the rhetoric. Don't get pulled into the emotional roller coaster ride. Give specifics. Be calm. Be energetic. Be forthright. And lay out all of the mistakes that Trump has made. Lay them out there. Call them out on the on the, on the carpet for it. And um, I think he'll do well with the debates. You've been listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly. And uh, we want you to know that if you have a loved one, friend, family member, having some issues getting in out in and out of their existing tub, give Safe Step Walk-In Tub a call at 1-800-221-4724. That's 1-800-221-4724. And certainly you can go to their website at gotosafestep.com. So despite being the presumptive nominee, Biden has his work cut out for him. He has his work cut out for him. He has to continue to look presidential. He has to uh, stay focused. He can't do these rambling sessions. He can't get over emotional. And he has to really talk to the people, all the people, all of the people, the minorities, the wealth, the top two and three percent. Yes, he has to talk their language as well. Yes, because we don't want businesses to, and even the big corporations, we don't need them to, after everything that's happened with the coronavirus, we don't want the big corporations to fail. We want them to stay in business. Let's, let's, let's be clear about that. Let's be clear and let's be rational. We want the big business, big business to succeed continuously because they create the job, jobs in this country. So we want the airlines to, to succeed. We don't want them to fail. And they're going through a mighty tough time right now. We want the big corporations to make it. Of course we do. So Biden has to be able to bring this country collectively together and talk to each individual uh, audience out there. The unions back Biden. He's got to talk their language. He's got to talk workers, uh, talk to them and their needs and their agendas and their fears. He's got to be able to talk to that audience. He's got to be able to talk to women. He's got to be able to talk to that audience. He's got to let them know that, yeah, you still have the right over your body. It's a right to choose. That's between you and your God. I don't think government has a role as a, as a, should have a role in telling a woman what to do with her physical body. Who's for abortion? Who's for abortion? No one's for killing another human being, I don't think, out there. But a woman should always have the right to choose. That's between her and her God. That no other person has the right to tell her, you cannot abort your baby. 
It, it should always be a right to choose. Am I for abortion? No. But I think who should who should say that I don't have the right to choose if I find myself in that position? So he has to be able to speak to that audience. Let's face it. He's got to be able to speak to a progressive audience, to the gay audience. He's got to be able to speak to their rights and their their agenda and their concerns. He has to be able to speak to all these different audiences and uh, pretty much let him know that he's for businesses making it because I think it would be a terrible mistake for him to at any point say that uh, businesses have had it too good. Yeah, they've had it good. Sure, they should pay more fair share of their of taxes. Absolutely, in my opinion. But he should make it very clear he's not an enemy of big business because uh, that scares scares big business and and uh, so you want to it's it's difficult politics is makes strange bedfellows who hasn't heard that who doesn't know that by now it is what it is and when you enter into the political arena that's what you're going to face so um, how we ended up with Donald Trump as president of this country I still don't understand some say it was because we weren't uh, the the white establishment did not really like the fact that we had an African American president for two terms and they wanted to make sure that we totally shipped it. Well, Biden's job is to bring this country back together where we all have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Don't you agree? Yeah. I think so, too. Anyhow, that wraps up my show for today. Thank you for listening to Talk Back. Please tune in each and every weekend. Sometimes we tape on Saturday. Sometimes we tape on Sunday. It just depends on how busy my week goes. But I wanted to uh, want to say thanks for listening. And please continue to listen to Talk Back. You can hear us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, Google, all of the podcasts podcast platforms. Look out for us. And uh, thank you for listening. Until next time, America. Hey, hello out there to all my Talkback listeners. This coming weekend, we want you to be sure and tune in to talk back. We're going to take you back into back in the day, back into time, into history, 1800s. We're going to talk about the history of the Pony Express. Three men in the mid 1800s had an idea to open up a mail delivery system that reached from the Midwest all the way to California. So don't miss this weekend show of Talk Back. We're going to take you back, share some history, have some fun, share with you some fun facts about the Pony Express. Believe it or not, it's still being talked about today. Thank you for listening. Until next time, America.